This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him. This afternoon you listen to us all across the nation, but especially in the cities of Tampa, Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia, Coastal Virginia, and really all over Tampa Bay and across the globe. Martha. You know, Jim, um, one of the things that I really want to point our listeners to is the I Work For Him Nation. This is an opportunity when they go to our website, IWorkForHim.com, a flag pops up. And if you click on the link there, uh, it will tell you more about what that means. And really, it's just um, encouraging you to make a difference in your prayer life, um, praying for your coworkers and employees, caring for them, loving on them discipling them and just doing things with excellence in your workplace, all for the kingdom. And I just want to encourage our listeners. We haven't um, encouraged them recently to go and check that out themselves and see if it's something that they're willing to commit to. We literally have people in countries all over the world that have made this commitment and um, it's making a difference in their personal 10 lives. different countries, right? Mm-hmm. All that other than the United States. Fantastic. Love that. And so if you're listening to us today and you're thinking, what is that all about? Just go to iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him.com. Click on the I work for him nation flag and read about the covenant. If you decide to make that commitment, you'll get a personal note from me along with a copy of the covenant. And Martha will send you a gift in the mail, even if you're in a foreign country. That's right. I think we've successfully delivered most of them. As I don't know, if the know. Po- as far as we know. All right. So what does water have to do with evangelism? What does that have to do with church and have to do with discipleship and have to do with vision and have to do with love? Well, on today's show, you're going to get the answer. The Dominican Republic is an amazing place. Sharing an island with Haiti, the Dominican Republic is a tropical paradise. Many of you have visited there on one of the all-inclusive resorts. That's not the Dominican Republic we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about the highways and byways and the back villages and towns where churches were planted in the middle of the villages, but no one knew how to get people to come to the churches. Enter the picture over 30 years ago, Martin Newby and Brent Whitehead. And they see a need to bring fresh water to the villages and thought that if the church could provide it, it would be a natural platform for inviting people to become, to come to church and become Jesus followers. But it didn't work. What was needed? Discipleship and mentoring for the pastors. For over 30 years, Love Serves International has been run by two phenomenal Sarasota business people who loved Jesus and wanted to use the blessings from their successful businesses to be a blessing to those who lived without or with very little. Today, we're going to refresh that story for you with Stephanie Smith in the first half as she updates us on the progress being made in the Dominican Republic with a mission of love serves and then famous C12 chair, C12 Tampa Bay chair, Ross Harrop joins us. And he's going to talk about the trip that he's going on with the Dominican Republic now with Love Serves. And then he and his wife, Jill, are going to join us after they get back from this vision trip to talk to us about what their experience is like. So we're going to get the before and after. So this show is being recorded before Ross's trip on February 7th. And we're going to do the second half of the show after Ross's trip on February 7th. And we're going to pull it all together and deliver it to you in the month of March 2018. I know that was a lot, but just for... for Just, I don't know, for the sake of understanding, this is a two-part show that spans over a month. Ross, did you understand all that? The fact that you said that I was famous was... He was stuck on (laughs) that. It was like I was writing notes. You were writing notes? And I was was thinking you were thinking about the fact that you would get a before and an after picture. There we go. 
There wow. you go. You know, uh, how, how this great is your is, opportunity. Well, how great is life? <laughs> Ross Harrop has been a friend of iWork from, from day one and has been part of the show many times, hosting them on his own, bringing in his own guests. He doesn't even need us here, but we, he's trapped with us anyway. And Stephanie Smith is a first-time guest to iWork from. She's with Love Serves International. You can check it out online, loveserves.org, loveserves.org. Stephanie Smith, Ross Harrop, welcome to iWork for him. Good Thank to be you. with you. All right. So this is a weird show because we're recording <laughs> the first half of the show now. And then we're going to come back. When you get back from the Dominican Republic, Ross Arab, from your vision trip with Love Serves, we're going to hear from you and Jill. Yes. But we don't know what you're going to say then because you haven't no, been yet. Nor do I. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so we're going to talk with Stephanie Smith first. Is that okay with you, Ross? I think it's a great way but, to approach this. But you've made this. this possible because Stephanie's in one of your C12 groups, right? She is. She's up at East Lake Woodland. She's uh, been a key player since the fall. And uh, as soon as I met Stephanie, I um, bought into uh, the, the whole Love Serves connection because of my respect for Martin Newby. And, uh, and then Stephanie is such a great representative that, uh, that it's only grown in the month since. Well, it's important to note that Martin Newby was a founding member of C12, worked right alongside Buck Jacobs. 30 years ago to start up C12. Is it the 30th year 26. This year? 26. Seems like 30. Yeah. Uh, really? It's only 26? 26 uh, I just have lost track of the year. So 26 years ago, Martin Newby was a founding member with Buck Jacobs to start C12. And Martin Newby's heart and passion as he runs several manufactured housing developments, his heart and passion poured into Love Serves International, along with he and Brent Whitehead. So, Stephanie Smith. Again, we're so excited to have you here. So, Stephanie, one of the things we do with all of our new guests on the show is share with our listeners how you became a Christ follower. So tell us how that happened. Well, thank you. Um, Again, thank you for inviting me to be with you today. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity, Ross, to be with you. Uh, Actually, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home and so was part of a church uh, as far back as I can remember and learning about Jesus. But really, it was my grandparents on my father's side that showed me what it was to walk out a relationship with with Jesus in all areas of my life. And so it was really under their mentoring that I began to take that relationship personally. And then uh, I would also say that my youth pastor really chose to pour into me Mm. and that it was during my high school years that I really claimed that relationship with Jesus for my own. That's fabulous. So how did you end up connecting with Love Serves International? What's that story? So God is funny. He's a connector. Um, And we have a mutual friend, Love Serves and I, David Brownlee, who works for National Christian Foundation. And at the time, David was here locally in the Tampa Bay area. We were talking um, as he, I sought out his advice at different times. We were just talking about some of the ministries in the Tampa Bay area and how we were seeing God move in our area. And God just laid it on his heart to mention Love Serves and the fact that they had been praying about this position for a director of development and really seemingly out of nowhere, but we know God is not out of nowhere. Very, very specific timing. He said, would you ever consider making a switch from where I was? So he encouraged me to go to their website, read their story. And the more I did, the more questions I had. And the more I talked to David. And then as soon as I had an opportunity to talk to Martin and hear his passion, you could just tell that God was in the midst of that ministry. Mm. So what's going on in the Dominican Republic having to do with what Love Serves been up to for a very, very long time? Well, the Dominican is just really we're seeing a country transformed. So as you mentioned, Martin and Brent Whitehead were the founding members and were actually on a mission trip there in the Dominican. 
and originally wanted to provide clean water wells. They thought that if they could provide clean water and some education about clean water, um, health education, that they could help to impact the needs of the community, but then also it would give them an opportunity to share the gospel, the living water. Mm-hmm. And so they did that and they connected with local churches. But what they found is when they left, the local churches weren't continuing to connect with the people in their community. And that was because the churches at the time were not healthy. They, they didn't have an outward focus. It was inward focused. It was more about the rules. Um, and so one of the great things that Brent and Martin did from the very beginning of the ministry is they connected with a an executive director in the Dominican. So all of our staff at Love Serves are um, in the Dominican are born and raised there and they um, know the culture, they know their people, they know the needs and they know um, what the pastors have been going through. And so about 12 years ago, our executive director at the time, Abel, said, really, we need to pause and we're not getting the impact that we thought we were. And so he suggested an entire paradigm shift, moving away from building clean waters and doing education, health education and water education to learn walking beside the pastors, helping to coach them to become um, leaders of healthy churches. And so we totally transition now to a model where we coach and equip pastors so that they can lead their churches to become outward focused. Ross, that all intrigued you to the point where you're going to go check it out during the month of February, February 7th through the 9th. You're going to the Dominican Republic on a Love Serves vision trip, right? Yeah, it's a, li- a vision casting um, opportunity. And Stephanie introduced me to it. And it, um, I, I, for Jill and I, my wife, uh, it, it just seemed like the ideal timing to do that. Have you ever visited a developing nation before? We've never been on a mission trip before, and when I met Stephanie and I was inviting her to be uh, become a C12 uh, a member up here as a key player, uh, and she told me about it, I immediately said, I'm in. Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay in the studio, along with Stephanie Smith from Love Serves International. You can check out C12 online, c12tampabay.com, and Love Serves online, loveserves.org. And the cool part, Ross Harrop, you said, okay, Stephanie Smith, you're talking about her becoming a part of your key players group because there's already Martin Newby is in a C12 group already. He's the leader of the organization. Key players group, Stephanie Smith is in there. Peter Swanson's in one too, isn't he? He is as well. Okay. All right. So Peter Swanson's famous on I Work Ram as well. But she mentioned a the, this vision trip. What was it about vision casting? What was it about this opportunity for you and Jill to go together as a married couple to the Dominican Republic? What was it that Stephanie said that you said, mm, we got to do this? Jill and I have been married for 43 years, have been involved in ministry all over the country as we've moved around uh, following my career. And we never said no. It wasn't out of disobedience that that we didn't go on a, on a trip, but it was never the ideal timing. And uh, so when Stephanie just mentioned it, it was the Holy Spirit just convicted me. Actually, it was emotional for me because it was she's sharing it and kind of in passing. And I'll tell you more about it. It's like, no, we're in. And uh, because I knew Jill's heart for going. And so when she did make the offer back in September, October, it was like, yeah, just tell us the details. And now here we are. We're uh, we're approaching that. So let's talk about it. What do you expect to experience while you are in the Dominican on a vision casting trip? Well, we've talked about it on the show 
in the past about listening to the Holy Spirit and uh, our unfair advantage, as our mutual friend, uh, Dr. Jim Harris, calls it in his mm-hmm. book. And so I, I've been asking others and they they have encouraged me just to be open to the Holy Spirit as you go and not to go with my own agenda, but just to see what what, what happens. And uh, Stephanie mentioned that uh, C12 nationally uh, is hosting a trip next October. Mike Sherrow has asked us if we'd be willing to go on his trip that he's hosting. And the answer was yes. So we're uh, going to find out what it is that we're getting excited about. We'll see what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay. But just pontificate a little bit more on what do you think, how do you think it's going to impact you as a C12 leader to experience a developing nation and true see and witness true poverty. People that, I mean, the Dominican Republic, when I was walking through the villages of, in the back villages of the Dominican Republic, walking down their dirt pathways where they sweep them because their villages are extremely clean. And these people have a couple of pairs of clothes. Maybe they have a door. Most of the time, it's a metal roof over their over their heads. What? Do, how do you expect that to impact you? Because we're going to do the before and after. So I want to hear what do you think it's going to do, Jim? I believe that it, this is a case of I don't know what I don't know, mm-hmm. and then to be open to what the Holy Spirit will make available to us, so that um, whatever. I believe I can do coming back, sharing it with my, with our C12 members here locally, who many times are doing wonderful ministry in their community, but would like to do some team building, would like to take their staff and do something broader beyond just their local community, that this will be an opportunity. Plus, we have members uh, of C12 here locally who grew up in the Dominican and then to be able to come back and to share with them what it is that that we're doing um, through Love Serves. So, Stephanie, I you had been planning this trip, and Ross learned about it. You invited him, and and they heartily agreed. And I love the fact that <laughs> not you were hardly, but heartily. Heartily, um, I love the fact that you were you knew. I mean, it was God's timing. Mm-hmm. But what? are the plans for the trip? Like, why are you doing this particular trip and why are the people coming that are um, attending? The beautiful thing about a vision trip is it's just three days. And oftentimes what you struggle with is being able to commit to the eight-day mission trip. And so sometimes we... Unlike Ross and Jill, who are, are planning to go ahead and go on a mission trip too, sometimes people can't commit to that chunk of time for a mission trip. So an opportunity to go for three days, meet pastors who have gone through our training program, and to hear them firsthand talk about how that training, first of all, had an opportunity to transform them and their families. Every single one of the pastors that I've spoken to in the Dominican wells up with tears, talking about how God worked in their life first, Mm -hmm. in their marriage first, in their family, with the training, and then how he, as the pastor, began surrendering to what God was doing in his own family. He could sense God has something big planned for my church. And the more the pastor surrendered that, the more he saw God just transform the congregation. And now the ministries that those congregations are doing outwardly in their community are incredible. And so for people to be able to go in that three days and glimpse the transformation that the pastors are doing, that these churches are having in their community in what we would consider a very materialistically poor area and community, people with little material means 
are doing God-sized impact things because they are surrendering to God to do it. Mm. When you look at the mission of Love Serves International, loveserves.org, and you look at what's been going on, I mean, because it's kind of morphed over the years, Mm -hmm. but in the last decade, as you guys have been discipling pastors, isn't it true? uh, I just, I don't even know the answer to this. A lot of times I ask questions, I know the answer, but I don't know the answer to this. Isn't it true that most of the pastors in the Dominican are kind of bivocational because they don't make enough money leading their their church to make enough money, right? Right. So how is the discipleship that you guys are taking them through encouraging them to not live a a segmented life, but to live an integrated life to impact the community that that they live within so that their faith is impacting their work and also leading people to Christ? Really, they're, they're living out what they're calling their congregation to live out. Part of our training is to help them realize they're the pastor, but they're not supposed to do all of the ministry. Mm. And so they're, they're equipping their church to be really an Ephesians 4.12 model. It's, they're called to equip the saints to do the work, to really be the hands and feet of Jesus. So it's empowering your church to realize God called all of us to serve the needs around us. And so the pastors are bivocational because um, really their congregation is bivocational. They become workers of the church as well as their paid vocational. So in the past, how have you experienced uh, or how have you heard that impact the people that have come on um, vision trips and missions trips? Um, Not to be a spoiler alert for Ross, but... Plug your ears, (laughs) Ross. I'm all ears. Uh, (laughs) But inevitably, people talk about... um, the how people who again are so materially poor have very little are are caring for and answering the needs of their community in such a big big way and that's because our god is a god of multiplication if you come obediently forward with the little that you have he multiplies it and and has an impact that's bigger than we could have by ourselves and so as you come away from seeing a, a church in the dominican that has started a daycare for the children in their community because there's a lot of single mothers. And so as that, that church, that congregation who doesn't have much is pooling together their resources to feed the children a meal each day to actually pay somebody to be on staff as a teacher at that, that they're able to do that. And then you come back to the United States and you think how, how well um, our resources, how strong our resources are and what we could do if we had that mindset, if we had that kingdom focus. So you're really just hoping for paradigm shifting yes. moments. I and mean, that's yes. really what you're looking for. So to our listeners who are somewhat intrigued and they think, I want to maybe attend one of these um, trips, how could they get involved? So I would encourage them to contact me. My information is on the website, but you could also email me at stephanie at loveserves.org. And I'd be happy to have a conversation about a vision trip, three-day vision trip, I think is a great opportunity to get a glimpse of what we're doing. I would encourage a vision trip first because then that gives you an opportunity to come back and firsthand talk to your church pastor or missions director or people in your workplace. It'd be great for business owners to encourage um people from their business to go with them on a trip and to just see how could we impact together to walk alongside a church in the Dominican and help them with what they're already doing. Again, it's not us doing for them. It's they know what they need within their own communities. How can we walk alongside them? This discipleship you're doing of pastors in the Dominican, which you've been doing for over a decade. Can this work here? I mean, what you're, you're teaching pastors to be intentional from a community basis. I mean, can, can that kind of discipleship work here in the U S 
Absolutely. In fact, we just launched our first group of U.S. pastors. So we're embarking on an 18-month training period on a group of pa- with a group of pastors in Sarasota, and we are praying that God will multiply that effort mm-hmm. outward beyond Florida across the nation because we would love to see God revitalize the churches in America. What's Amen. your biggest hope for Ross and Jill as they get ready to leave? Because when we come back from the break, they'll have already come back. What, what's your, big, what's <laughs> your biggest hope? Fastest break ever. <laughs> uh, that just that. I love the fact that they're going in just open to whatever God's going to do. And I hope that they um, realize the same thing that I did, that in this country that is materialistically poor, they are rich in things that in America we are poor in. Mm. And so I don't want to give that, I don't want to give that alert, but that spoiler, but um, are you ready for this? (laughs) You know, I think the great thing and what excites me, same Jesus. Yes. Same Jesus. Same resources available in the kingdom. And you're ready for a paradigm shift. When we come back, it'll be over a month later. You ready for this? I'm looking forward. Stephanie Smith, thanks for being here from Love Serves today. Really appreciate it. And we are now back with Ross Harrop along with his wife, Jill. And they have gone and experienced the Dominican Republic with the ministry of Love Serves International. Ross and Jill, welcome back to I Work For Him. It's doesn't seem like six weeks. It doesn't? It doesn't seem like six weeks at all? Or two minutes, either. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Jill, this is your first time on I Work For Him, so I'm just going to give you... I didn't even tell you he was going to do this, but we always do this every first-time guest. Give us a short snippet on how you became a Jesus follower. Oh, wow. I've been a Jesus follower most of my life. I grew up in a Christian home and very active in church from a little child up and um, gave my life to Jesus probably when I was... 13, 14, you know, 14 years old when I joined the church and been active in youth groups and ministries ever since. And you have spent most of your career as a nurse. Correct. Lots of different levels of nursing. Correct. Okay. All right. And Ross, you too, right? A nurse. <laughs> Watching Jill be a nurse. Watching Jill be a nurse. Uh, I let, uh, Ross is speechless. There's a moment. Whoa. Tomorrow is right. on the calendar. Seriously, though, for, for, in, for 43 years, well, you know, having uh, moved around a lot uh, across the country, Jill was always good enough to start her career all over again as mm-hmm. an RN. And, and many times it was uh, becoming a director of nurses in, in whatever facility uh, was in the area, whether they be... Um, hospitals or rehabs or nursing or assisted living um, mm-hmm. kind of facilities. So it's, uh, I've been around it a long time, which, um, you know, was, was part, part of why we wanted to go together uh, to Love Serves and to look for an opportunity that, that I might be able to go alongside her in, in some kind of a, a medical because um, in, in your Boy Scout world, you drug her along for years, decades to banquets yeah. and all these kinds of things and across the country from one coast that to the next a, coast to back up, all yeah. that stuff. So the Ministry of Love Serves International, which we've highlighted on the air, which we just talked about the last couple of segments, but it's been six weeks. It's a ministry where they train up pastors to train up pastors to train up pastors to disciple pastors and how to reach their communities. Why did you two decide to go to the Dominican Republic with Love Serves? Well, I mean, you said you wanted to do it together, but why, Jill? Well, I did it because I liked their philosophy. I liked the idea that they were training and mentoring their own people to be ministers to serve the people there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not I mean, missionaries go out all over the world and spend time and, and give their gifts, you know, as a guest or a missionary in that community. But these are training people that live there and they know their people, they know their culture, and they know their 
their needs. They know the language and they know the culture. Those they are the two the big language. battles right away. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're training these people to be pastors, to minister their community. So, Ross... You know, you you. This is was this your first time in a developing it was, nation? It really, it was. It was. It was. Well, you've been in L.A. though. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which uh, which is another whole world. Yes, I I get that. Um, but this, yeah, this was something that we were introduced to by Stephanie Smith, uh, who is the development director of Love Serves here. And uh, and I and I've long respected uh, and appreciated uh, Martin Newby, who was the founder. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it was it was something that uh, just seemed like a natural fit. Um, and as Jill said, it, it we love the, the concept of uh, of transforming lives and and meeting uh, the needs right there in their own community. So it was a, it was a great this was a vision casting trip that we were really just leaving open to the Holy Spirit to lead us. So walk us through, um, like you guys' thought process. You decided it was important for you to do something like this together. And, and what, how, did, how did it transpire? And then what did you encounter when you got to the Dominican? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ju- let me just jump in and say that when Stephanie mentioned it, that they do these mm-hmm. and uh, the national president mike Sherrill, was leading a trip in in october and uh and they talked about the vision casting i said we're in and she said well, well what wait a minute i'm not trying to talk you into this and i said no this is something that jill and i we have never been disobedient but we had never had the opportunity to say now's the time she was a director of nurses i was the executive director mm-hmm. of the boy scouts in a local community you know doing the the way too many hours and so this was the time to say yes so jill so jill, when you came home and said yes jill what did you or you, he told you that you guys were going <laughs> how did that work <laughs> oh i was excited i mean I was a little nervous because it was sight unseen and we didn't yeah. know exactly what I didn't know exactly what we would be doing, and we weren't actually going to do anything, okay, per se. We were just going to observe, and get to know the pastors and community, and see what Love Serves was doing there, and then we, to see if we were interested to go back to serve. So it was. So talk to us about what you experienced. I mean, you fly into the Dominican Republic, and, and if did you you can fly directly right in there for, out of Orlando. Did you guys go from Orlando directly into the Dominican, or did you have to go through Miami? No, no, no we will not go through Miami ever again. So, but that's another <laughs> program. Okay, so my point wasn't where you flew from, but when you land on the when you land in Santo Domingo at the airport, you get out of the plane, you smell fruit and smoke. Yes. And, and it is, and, but and it's a smell that is, it's like, um, that's what the Caribbean nations smell like. What was your experience on the Dominican island? Well, I think that, that in, in Santo Domingo itself, it's, it's, it's a big city. It's a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a city. And, um, you know, but you're, uh, so we drove, um, well, about maybe 40 minutes to get to the hotel, which is a very nice hotel. Uh, and very nice by Dominican standards, but by by our standards, a very very fine hotel. Um, and and yet you look around and you recognize the bars are on many of or if not most of the houses and on the windows. And um, uh, having friends that grew up in in an island community, um, you know, for for them that was part of their life and um, and it's part of the culture. Um, and yet we know there are other parts of the Dominican that, that, that 
don't have uh, bars on the windows. And, and one of our C12 members grew up there and she said, well, our homes don't have, you know. So it, there, there are a lot of the haves and the have-nots, mm-hmm. in, in, certainly in the island. Jill, what, do you, what was your view of it? Yes, that's true. We did get an eye-opener initially when you're traveling to, um, actually, we were going to the Love Serves offices to meet the people, um, to meet Dan- Danielle, Danielle yeah. and um, Avi. Yes. And they showed us a map. You know, we got there and they showed us a map of the Dominican and had little points in of where they are and where they have pastors and the villages where they're serving now. So we got to see that and the distances that it was, mm-hmm. you know, in between them. And so that was the first day. And then the next day, like Ross said, we literally got into all got into a van and we drove in probably about three and a half hours to go to the first village to visit the first pastor. How many people in one van? It was about eight of us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it wasn't too bad then because in Dominican, those Toyota buses that they have oh. that are just really, just barely larger than the, uh, than a minivan, they usually fit 15 or 20 people in those. <laughs> no, no, you can fit four people on a motorcycle or a scooter because right. we saw it yes. happen all the time. It's all relative. <laughs> with, all, with no lights. That's right. Yeah. So, but what's amazing about the Dominican Republic and, and, and people listening, they've either been to the Dominican Republic, the real Dominican, or they've been to those resort areas of the Dominican. The resort mm. areas, that's not the Dominican Republic. You guys got it to go. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Everywhere. It's spectacular. It, but that's not where the Dominican people live. Correct. Now, the beauty of the, the Ministry of Love Serves International is that they realized that just providing fresh water to pastors to use for ministry wasn't enough. They needed to teach pastors. They needed to disciple pastors. And they've now impacted over 2,000 churches on the island by training pastors. It's making an impact on community. So you guys got to go into a village to see reality. Talk to us about that. Yes, we actually went into three villages. And the first one we went to, um, it was interesting because each pastor had a different priority in their community, Mm -hmm. the different needs that kind of took top service. And the first one we went to, they were serving the children. They had um, classrooms going on. They had the first little, and it was just a stone, you know, Cinderbrook, building right. they didn't even have a roof on it yet right mm. and the first little room was probably the preschoolers three-year-olds um there um and the teachers were with them and then the second room was middle school and then they had teenagers and it was because they weren't sending their children to school so that they were having a school for the children and they were saying that it was easier to reach the children, and they were trying to reach the children to get to the parents okay. and to mm. get to the moms and the dads to get them interested in coming to church. So to give me a perspective and our listeners, it was the, the pastor in the church or organizing this education-type situation for the kids. Correct. So then they get to have influence on them spiritually as well. Correct. Is that kind of yes. the... Yes. the, the it was Slant. an outreach, yes, to okay. get them into the church and then to give them spiritual guidance or pray for them. It was interesting because the pastor was, the man came in and he was crying and his father had passed away and um, the ambulances couldn't get there yet. And mm-hmm. that happens all the time, I guess. They just can't get health care 
to the villages right. quick enough to give service mm. medical attention. Well, the roads from the big cities to the villages are rough, rough roads with potholes as big as cars. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you ever seen roads that rough? Uh, there, there were a lot of them uh, that, that seemed like camp roads. And, uh, and one of the things that was interesting that some of the politicians had promised them if they were elected that they would fix their roads. And so they put curbs in. But the roads were still dirt roads. Uh, I, you know, those are just eye openers for, for guys like me. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, they were, but they were kind of both sides of, of, of the world. Yeah, they had very nice grocery store that we went in the first night. It was as, as nice as our Publix. Um, and you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, metropolitan, you know, men and women hustling mm-hmm. and bustling. And, and then you get out to the, these little, towns these little villages mm-hmm. and it's totally different um where there there are a lot of uh, of dirt floors and uh and and putting in the bathrooms was they were so proud of the, in these little churches that we went to that they had a nice you know ladies room and a and a men's room and that you know they're just little things that you go wow how lucky are we and uh so it was uh it was an interesting experience from that to to reflect on all that we have. I mean, you've heard this many times and you've experienced it yourselves. So uh, this is nothing new, but for us, it was an eye-opener. So Jill, you were telling us that you guys actually got to visit three different villages and meet up with pastors in each of those villages that are doing something as an outreach to their community. Because um, one of the things I believe that Love Serves really learned is that, you know, we need to meet physical needs before we can meet spiritual needs. So you talked about a community where they were trying to educate the children, get to the children, to get to the families. What else did you guys see in the Dominican? Well, what I saw in the Dominican in each three villages that we visited in the past three pastors was the transformation of God's grace and joy in Mm. them as they ministered to their people that they, I just got goosebumps and broke into tears myself because, you know, these people have so many needs and just basic life needs and yeah, these food, clothing. food, clothing, clean water, um, a place to go to school, mm-hmm. things to eat, you know, fresh food. And um, but these pastors were so joyful. And when they see somebody, when they saw a church, excuse me, when they saw a uh, community in their person in their community come in and bow down and, and accept the, Jesus as their heart. They were mm-hmm. just so joyful. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just was amazing to see that because, you know, we take things for granted here. And a and lot of these pastors are not, pastoring no, is not their only no, thing it, that they're filling their day right. with, right? And they had to change too. And that's what um, the Love Serves did so well is they had to minister to their pastors First, because, you know, they, the problems with teenage pregnancies and adultery and um, abortions and, you know, human trafficking, all those are issues there. And some of the pastors maybe struggled with some issues. So they mm-hmm. had to work on their own spiritual welfare and strength first before they could pastor to others. So it was just amazing to me it, that God changed these people and that they were so willing to serve so graciously. Mm. Russ? Yeah, I think that what was interesting was they took people where they were at. 
and and work the church with them. Did. The church did, and so we met uh, the the second uh, church that we met with um, one of the men that just sat with the pastor had um, had spent time in prison and came to know the Lord while he was there. And now he's one of the leaders heading up the men's group in that community. Wow. And, and, and to, uh, to, to see them, um, just tears of joy that were so genuine, uh, just, you know, just, just broke your heart. And, and then to realize that That's they're meeting life. where the people are at right there in, in their little community. And, and again, that love serves then works with the, uh, with a, uh, eight or nine, uh, coaches and they then coach the pastors to teach them how to be in touch with their community needs rather than the original idea was a will provide love serves will provide, uh, wells and, and clean water, uh, and filtration. And, and, but they found out that while that was always a need, but, living water was a greater need. Well, and I think what's really cool about the model is that these pastors, most of them have never gone to any kind of formal schooling. That most of them have learned what they've learned by just learning, not by going to school. They're learning from other people. And so a lot of them had, they needed to be mentored. What's amazing is that they are learning how to truly pastor a flock, how to truly shepherd a flock and minister to the least of these in their neighborhoods. And, and that's some of that training would be super valuable for people right here in the States, because that's something we miss here. Well, and as you know, that they are now bringing it to the States and starting down in, in the Sarasota Bradenton area. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter is, is uh, starting a program with That'd be the with, famous Peter Swanson. That would be him. And, and so they're doing their work down and, and piloting this, if you will, to say, gee, what we have learned uh, is, is tra- you know, can um, transition here to the States uh, it would, to meet a real need. Mm-hmm. So Jill, give us a, give us some, a take of something you brought home with you. What um, emotionally, spiritually, personally, what was a big impact for you? The big impact for me was to um, be a little more humble myself and also seeing people in need um, of the, you know, the homeless and, and mm-hmm. so many people that are hungry in our own community because what they said over and over over there was they were seeing these people through Jesus' eyes. Mm. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is see people through Jesus' eyes and love them, where, like Ross says, take them where they are and meet their needs where they are without judgment. That's very powerful because you even just think about um, the fact that, Ross, you were talking about somebody who had been in prison and is now leading the men's ministry. You know, we we would be vetting them for 10 years before we necessarily let them do that here in America. But God can use people and their experiences where they're at. So, Jim, we've been talking with Ross and Jill Harrop, and they just came back from uh, a vision trip in the Dominican Republic with Love Serves International. And people can find out more about Love Serves International online at loveserves.org. Love 
healthserves.org. Jill Harrop, question for you. So you're quote unquote retired uh, uh, nursing professional. You're in between jobs. You're trying to figure out what does God want to do with my life now that I'm growing up. Um, can, <laughs> did you see a need for your skills in the Dominican Republic? Can you imagine going and spending a month or two and working alongside those people? Yes, I do. Uh, my biggest challenge is the language barrier. That was your where Spanish was, is a little rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My Spanish is not really good, and it was kind of interesting because we were praying with the people and praying with the pastors, and of course we had to be interpreted. So um, I'm just looking for God's guidance on that, Jim, because you know my heart is still open to try to figure out what He wants me to do, and if I have to go for you know extended period of time to really make a difference and walk along the side of them then maybe that's what I need to do. Here's, here was my takeaway. And you, you've known me for a long time. Sarcasm does not translate oh. well into Spanish. <laughs> wow. Tell us about that, Ross. Yeah, Ross tell us about that, well, my friend. I might just say something flip, which I do. And then the, the, the poor translator would take five minutes. By that time, it's lost, right? It's I mean, no longer I, I mean, funny. I, I thought it was funny, but it, by the time we're done with the five minutes of translation, it's not funny anymore. And so I have um, little bruises where Jill would elbow me to say, stop. So by the end of four days, we were, yeah, I had stopped. So, but what is your, I mean, you, you've been a C12 leader now six years, going on your seventh year. You have, so you have impact over Christian business owners and leaders all day long. And you've gotten to, one of the things I experienced when I was in the Dominican is when a Christ following business owner leader got exposed to true poverty, yet people with true contentment at levels of poverty that we don't have in this country, even homeless people here, a lot of times have more access than what they have there. How is that going to impact you as a C12 leader? What you've experienced at the, in the Dominican? Well, we talk so much in this in the C12 movement uh, about ministry and that you don't have to be a pastor to be a minister. Every one of us and you, that's what your show is all about, is that we are all called to minister to others. And so my definition, which I, uh, I have had for, for many years, is ministry is meeting the needs of people where they are at mm-hmm. using the unlimited resources of God. Well, Love Serves lives that out every day. So I have an opportunity to bring that back and to share with our C12 companies, our our owners and and company members, as to, so is this an area where you might minister using your giftedness of your company to to help and in in so many ways uh, through Love Serves in the Dominican and uh, and not only there, but they're now going to Guatemala and some other other uh, uh, places. You know, I was just thinking about this for our listeners sake. Um, We don't ever want them to think that we are anti-missions. You know, Mm. we talk about our workplace being our mission field, and that is our everyday um, environment that we are in. But missionaries, that's their environment is missions. And we are huge proponents of people getting that experience, whether it's short term or long term, to completely surrender and be obedient in that in that realm. So I just want our listeners to to hear that. And that's why we're having this conversation, because you've got workplace people seeing what God can use them for in, on a foreign field. All right, 15 seconds, why people should go on a vision trip with Love Serves. What do you think, Russ? I think it opens up their eyes and their hearts mm-hmm. to what Christ can do through them. Jill? I agree with Ross, and it's an eye-opener to know how much we have here. Mm-hmm. And Good point. 
So you recommend, I mean, you thinking about guys that you could take from your C12 group, people, members that you could take from your C12 uh, group? Yeah, I think that that's the, the opportunity to, to allow them to, to experience what it could be for their company as we talk about meeting the needs of people. Would you want to do that um, either locally, but also overseas? Ross and Jill, thanks for coming back after six weeks and sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Check out Love Serves online, loveserves.org, loveserves.org. You can take you and your team on a vision trip with them. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.